0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit
1: www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. 1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit City of Champions. There it is, the crack of the bat, and the game is on Detroit City of Champions. I'm Jamie Flanagan.
2: Charles Abison.
1: Oh, along with us today. I'm just going to hang out uh, like I did last week and screw shit up. That's what, uh, I'm that's gonna what we're going to
2: do. <laughs> I'll introduce some Matt Fox.
1: <laughs> Matthew Fox. Uh, Detroit City champion. We are talking about the 1935 year, the amazing, amazing seasons and championships. 33 different people. Just uh, astounding. Simply uh, am- amazing. And Charles, you wrote a trilogy of books a screenplay, which is uh, on the cusp, you know, HBO Max and, and Netflix are, are fighting over this. It's it's astounding the the, yeah. the attorneys. It's like a cat fight with the one attorneys. Of right now. One of these days, one of these days, we'll see. So, uh, but we are we, we talked about the Tigers. We talked about the Lions, and and, and we've been talking about the Red Wings because it, it's such a colorful season, uh, it's an incredible season. Uh, the, 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 the the dog fight that is up and down, back <laughs> and forth. Yeah. Chicago Blackhawks, our buddy, Eddie Belfour, bringing us his bourbon and, <laughs> and, and bad vibes from Chi-Town, uh, and it dates all the way back to the 1935, 1936 season yeah, and rivalry, before. The
2: rivalry with the Blackhawks and Red Wings was a major component of the season, and I've always thought, like, the the great one of the great things about these, like, championship yeah. seasons is when you have these when there's like storylines within the season. Yeah. Like when there's when there's rivalries, when there's um, you know, there's, you know, player versus player stories, there's like a player trying to make a comeback, a guy who's like a rookie who's came out of nowhere and he's like the one he's like the spark plug for the team. All these like stories within the stories. That's what like really I think makes a, a you know a championship season. Hey there, Sparky. That's, yeah, well, that's what engages the fans. That's what engages yeah. the fans into the interest of that story into the into the game. It's not just the fact of whether they win or lose. Right. It's the it's the fan engagement with these teams, and I mean, and in, in, that's why we're taking our time going through this Red Wing story because there's so many components. That, are, that show why hockey became such an endearing subject in Detroit and it all started in 1935 because we're
1: trying to we're trying to figure this out and, and talking about the the fans uh, I want to take a second and talk to the fans of the podcast for a second uh, yeah. <laughs> no I'm just I'm just funny but anybody who taking the time to listen we do we do appreciate it, taking the time to listen if you haven't uh, subscribed or liked or followed uh, please do that. Like, like, subscribe, follow, leave a comment. Comments are are gold for for yeah, podcasters. We love it. Uh, it really podcasters. helps the
2: algorithm. It helps people find us. It helps them, you know break you know bring this thing up. You know. So uh,
1: yeah. So we're uh, we're going on YouTube. We're going on Facebook, and then yeah. the the audio podcast. So wherever you're listening, watching, viewing, uh, follow along, and we appreciate you.
0: Yeah, give it. Give the podcast a follow. Yep. Give yep. it a like. You know, yeah. make a comment. You know, if there's something, is there a question that you have for Charles? Charles, yeah, we love know, Charles questions. knows all pretty oh, yeah, much, yeah, right? Yeah. We
1: love. have yeah. we, I mean, encountered a few pretty interesting people making yeah. comments on our yeah. videos and things. The the relative of people, and it, yeah. it's been great. So, uh, but thank you, everybody's following along. Please, and uh, you know, follow or subscribe wherever you're wherever you're at. And and thank you for that. And and you were you are saying because we're taking our time with the Red Wings here, and I think because we're just figuring this out, right? You know, I I, I barely know what I'm doing. Uh, you have no idea what you're doing when it comes to the podcast, the to to the sports thing. You are like the the encyclopedia, but and, as you and
2: Matt are to the the gear that even puts this podcast out. That we're you know working I mean? on it.
1: Yeah. You guys are great, and, and how it all and how it all works, and in the flow of it. And I think we kind of rush through the Tigers and the Lions we did, a little in bit.
2: Respect, and especially the Tigers. The way in we're the way we're taking
1: yeah. our time with the wings. Yeah. But I mean, we're, the, the problem is, and it's your mindset. I'm blaming you, Charles. That's fine. Um, I take, I take be, because if, if you're used deserved, to yeah. you're you're selling your books. Absolutely. I mean, this is how you live. You yeah. sell your books. Yeah. And uh, and and you're at art fairs and you're at trade shows and yeah. and you're you're on the spot and somebody walks by and you got 45 seconds to tell them a story before they walk agreed. away.
2: Yes, agreed. And so oh, we're we're trying point.
1: to we're trying we're taking an hour to talk about one little fraction of yeah. it to talk and, about like five games. Yeah, and, and we like and we like we've been like so I think we blasted through the lions. We did. We did. Well, the, uh, and the, especially the
2: tigers. The lions. We say we we, we did. We, we savored we, that, a we, bit. that a little bit. But the Tigers, I mean, well, we can always well, go, we back go back. and that's and we, the we thing. We can go back. We that's will. What I'm we, we got so, an entire show dedicated to the to this one season. So. There's so many. Yeah. There's
1: so many uh, stories to tell. Yeah. And we already and, talked and we'll about the them.
2: idea that we were going to go back and talk about the yeah. individual players, like do entire shows on the yeah. entire in yeah. the players and
1: stuff. Yeah. So Because um, the the Tigers had so many cool, you know.
2: Yeah, and we did. We especially the time we're School taking Boy the Red Roe, Wings. Yeah, because.
1: There's I'm, so- I, I'm
0: sorry. I'm just looking at all the food on the table cuz we're at the Detroit oh, yeah. Shipping Company oh, downtown. Oh my god. And all the food on the table across the way. Wow. Yeah. That looks
1: amazing.
0: Yeah, that's
3: a great little spot. It's like
1: three people and they have like six dinners. Yeah. Jealous. <laughs> Yeah.
2: But uh, so, yeah. but yeah. So we're so we so went through. through. We're, but we are taking time with the Red Wings, and we and, can always and, go back. And, to Tigers, And so you know, now,
1: because yep. they started out hitless wonders, right? A couple yep. episodes ago, yep. the, for the beginning of the season, couldn't so, couldn't get it going on. But then the spark lit. Everything turned. It was the day that the, the, the Lions what from what from what I, from what yeah, I remember they yeah. told me it was the day that the Lions the one their won their NFL
2: championship was the day that the Red Wings moved, in moved the first into first place, place and
1: everybody kinda of went Rrr.
2: Yeah, hold on a second here, especially Joe Lewis on the same day on the same newspaper, it's announced that Joe Lewis wins the Associated Press most outstanding athlete of nineteen thirty five. Right. Um I'm and then, finding and that then piece. On, yeah, and then on um and then the, on that day the Lions it's on the same yeah. paper, on yep. the same page, and that's that's why I put it on the cover of the book because that day is so incredible. Because you had the lion, it says lions win title on speed and better judgment, right? And then Joe Lewis wins Associated Press Outstanding Athlete of the Year, and then Red Wings move into first place. All you had to know, you know, that wasn't listed was that the Tigers had won the World Series. Yeah, it was that's that the only thing off the knew. paper. Yeah, that's the only thing. And I, there. I would, and I, would I would, I would
1: wager, I would wager somewhere in this edition. The Tigers get mentioned. Oh, I'm sure
2: the Tigers were just on everything. Yeah, you know the guy, you know, went to an outhouse somewhere, and the t- they're like, <laughs> "Oh, this guy did this." I mean, they they mentioned everything about the Tigers was an obsessive, you know, story. Right. But yeah, but that's what I mean. Is like anybody that saw this newspaper on that day, there is no way that you could miss the, the 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 growing dominance of Detroit in sports in this one singular year. Yeah. And so, especially in the case with the Red Wings, and I've said this. This is I say this, uh, you know, when when talking about like. Uh, you know what lessons are to be taken out of this story? Like what? Like I, I've actually said that the entire history of Detroit sports needs to be reevaluated, and like, um, in, in factoring this story into what we understand to be the the story of Detroit sports, and one of the major and most important components is how important this season was for the yeah. Detroit Red Wings. Oh, because before this season, uh, before this season, the, the the Red Wings this was the third name for the Detroit for this Detroit franchise. Uh, the 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 hockey what was, it was the
1: Cougars Falcons Cougars Falcons and then
2: the, Wh- and then the wings. wings Okay Yeah and then you I'm it, learning I'm yeah, learning You're nailing it man Well done <laughs> yeah. Mr Sports like, the the, the you know, sports ball. There, There's rumors that Jack Adams is trading potatoes for tickets yeah. to get people in the thing Well There's yeah. more There's more fans coming to to the Olympia Stadium to watch the the uh, the the Canadian teams beat the Red Wings you know this is what I'm saying like this hockey in Detroit was yeah, at the start not of the popular. season when the,
1: when they were the the hitless wonders there like Nobody 2 3 episodes coming. there was like 2 3000 people in the stands it's a, it's it's a there's more people going ten, to 10 13000 people capacity yeah. and there were more people for the minor league yeah but now we we hit that turning point with the Lions. They move into first place, and yeah. then comes this dogfight yes. that we talked about last time with the Blackhawks, yes. which brings us so where today... So the rivalry
2: is starting to grow on people. They're starting to understand this game and that the Red Wings are in first place, but it's not an easy match. If they want to get through, if they want to bring this final championship home to Detroit, and they got to go through many, the buzzsaw of the how NHL, many NHL season. teams...
1: I don't know if you know eight this. teams, yeah, eight teams. They were eight teams yeah. in the NHL at this yeah. time. Okay, because, Matt, you had talked about it, and you are like, oh, the original six. Right. And I thought that, too... It's a, um, yeah, it's many the, people. The think original, that, yeah. the original six, yeah. right? That happened because this is 1935, yeah. right? And then we had World War II, and World War II, a couple more teams fell off, dropped and, two teams, and so oh. after World War II, and that's the whole problem with it. Yeah. So many people, and so much of the history, they just poo-poo and ignore everything before so World, World War II. War II. Wow. So original, okay. original six. It's like that's nineteen
2: forty one um, to or not I mean nineteen forty six through now or through nineteen forty six through the fifties. That's so that's it, what was, that talks it was it was what
1: survived World War II. <sighs> yeah, there were only six teams that emerged yeah. after World War Two. Because II.
2: even a couple of years prior to thirty five, there was ten teams. Yeah, and then if you even go further back into the like the twenties and early nineteen hundreds, there was there was three different leagues. They were all battling for the Stanley Cup. There was like thirty teams. There was right, a right. bunch. Was so, it
0: still called the Stanley Cup back then too?
2: Yeah, it was it, Lord Stanley's Cup since the earliest days. That's we one of the episodes we did, the, an earlier episode yeah. even be, to kick off the wings, was when we were talking about how the Stanley Cup itself yeah. is what led to the rise of professional hockey because yes. all the because the cup became the 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 most co- it was like a the it's coveted, like, very the coveted, coveted thing. Yeah. And so the teams were growing, and leagues were were growing based on the idea of they wanted to bring the cup to this particular that, region or this particular right. city, and so it started to become a contest. 1893,
1: like, the Winged yeah. Wheelers.
2: Yeah, so you had wow, these, you had, and you had the uh,
1: images up on the screen yeah. of the Winged Wheelers. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it's it's because it's it's so reminiscent of the well, the that's Red where Wings. the Red
2: Wings patch came from. Was the was, the, was that is uh, that. James Norris, the the owner of the Wing, when he when he came to to own the Detroit Red Wings in '32, was he on that team
1: or he owned uh, that the Winged Wheelers? uh, How was he involved? To be honest with you, I forgot if he if he was
2: on it or what. But but he grew up in Montreal and he was a kid, and the Montreal Winged Wheelers were like the were like the darlings of the city. Yeah. So one way or another, he you know you know that the Winged Wheelers were gone by this point, and so Mm -hmm. he was like, we don't hold on a second, winged Wheels, wheels, you know Detroit, you know in Detroit with the Motor City. That's a cool. It's better than the Cougars, you yeah. know. I mean, that's Cougars is you know. This is a cool concept. Yeah, and so that's what, so he so that's what, he took that concept from the Winged Wheelers. But yeah, the, the 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 birth and the growth of professional hockey was due to the pursuit of the Stanley Cup. So I always, and, I
1: always think that's because you always hear the original six, original yeah, six, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The original six is like all post World War two, yeah, and one of the casualties. and, 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 and the the wings are, are part of that, and 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 I believe. Uh, and I, I believe an argument could be made mm-hmm. is that the 1935-1936 Red Wings season is what carried them through the Abs- war and I carried the NHL through the war to be a viable option uh, of sports entertainment once the war was over, huh. I, I truly believe the city of champions. I, could, I, would, I, push would, it, I
3: would
2: agree with that. I would absolutely uh, agree with that. I would help you fight it, that argument. Kept yeah. it alive. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I a just made that ways. just now. Well, I would. I would. Def- I would defend <laughs> my that my argument favorite, with David. you. I would defend that argument with you because. Um, because yeah if the, if the if Detroit had not embraced hockey when they did mm-hmm. if Detroit had not embraced hockey when they did and uh, the, you know the, the Red the Red Wings the, you know Detroit hockey was basically a dying and de- you know dead entity going into World War II yeah. World War II the, 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 the two teams that were casualties were the New York Americans and the uh, Montreal Maroons and the Montreal Maroons are actually, just as an aside, are one of my like all-time favorite franchises. They're just like the coolest franchise. So, but, if they, but if they would have lost those two teams and then also Detroit because you know, nobody cares about it, then they would have only had five teams coming out of, coming out of World War II, and then what would the NHL have been? Right. So so so
0: then help me understand. So after World War II is where the original six kind of came because there's but, only
2: six teams left from the, all the and original. I get, teams. And, and I get and I get that.
0: So but the precursor of World War uh, of the World War II to have these eight teams battling out for the Stanley Cup. What are we talking about right now? To you know because what,
2: what'd you call one to hit wonders. Well, they, they called them the hitless, winners
1: hitless at the wonders at of the Because they had a rough score.
3: start to the season.
2: They couldn't yeah, score. Okay. They had their, right. their offense was awful. But
0: then throughout this season, they ended up coming back around, and then people started to pay attention to yeah. the Red Wings. It's,
2: that's what we're saying. On the day where the Lions won their championship, the, the Red Wings, on the same paper it says, Red Wings move into first place. And so anybody, and, it, and there's actually a, a cartoon that I have where Santa's putting trophies in these stockings on this fireplace. Ooh. And uh, there's a stocking for the Tigers; it's got a trophy. There's it's a up. stocking for the Lions; it's got a trophy. Mm-hmm. There's a stocking with Joe Lewis; it's got a set of boxing gloves in it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, and then there's an empty stocking, and Santa's holding a trophy, saying. I wonder if he'll have room to put it with all the others. Oh, that others. picture's brilliant. A it's fun, su- yeah. It shows yeah. exactly the mentality was that right. all these other teams had won their championships. The Red Wings were the final piece of the puzzle. Now the Red Wings, fit to Detroit fans who may have never cared about hockey or given any consideration to it, but, now but then all of a sudden they're like, well, we could do something really cool here. The, you know, for the greater glory of the city, which is a clean sweep of major professional championships. What is hockey? I don't know, whatever. But let's go. Let's go take let's a look we'll take, for that let's a bit. Check it out. And then they would go, and this team at this exact moment, they were no longer they the Wonders. They were coming out of the gate and skating circles. They're like one of these articles we read. Was where they're like the red the the Red Wolves on the prowl like in front of like a, <laughs> a, the the largest crowd ever seen at Olympia Stadium the Red Wings put on a show you know and this like... is through the Blackhawks series well the whole se- season okay the whole season they're All like right. playing bigger and better games and they the fan attendance is growing and they're playing they're performing to higher levels mm-hmm. in front of these fans they're playing like championship team mm-hmm. and they're playing you know their their season is up and down they're going through this tough dogfight especially that's where we talked about the episode with the dogfight is the Blackhawks. Where they had this ancient rivalry with the Blackhawks in every way that you can possibly imagine. The goalie of the Blackhawks, this Uh. rookie, Mike (laughs) Caracas, was originally cut by Jack Adams, the the Red Wings GM. (laughs) And so and he was an original, he was the goalie of James Norris's Chicago Shamrock team back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so so like the fact he got cut and then he resurfaces with the Blackhawks. The two owners detested each other. They were neighbors in Chicago. They detest each other. The coaches hate each other, the goalies hate each other, the players hate each other. They, the Blackhawks got this uh, captain who's this Russian big Russian you know tank named Johnny Gottselig who wants who just hates you know the Abby Goodfellow and him are the two biggest brawlers and bruisers on each other's teams they look to they don't even care about getting penalties they're just sticking each other whenever they get a whenever they bump in you know bump into each other wow. there's glass bottles getting thrown there's fights in the crowds there's fights we're about to read today about Jack Adams getting into a fight with a heckler so this is a season that is oh, uh, yeah. raucous Whirling dervish, you know, certain type of a so, rollicking. Let's story. go. Let's yeah, get I into know. this. I know. So man. they <laughs> lost.
1: They lost that game on Christmas night. Yeah. Uh, to the Blackhawks. So advancing and then we, the story forward. Yeah. We they, talked another. I think there was another game we talked we about really after the, that. The, yeah. And yeah. then where are we at now?
2: So so yeah. So we got into the. Um, so we so we so the last episode we talked about two really two big matchups that they had um, yeah. in this in in that see in the, especially this the games that last from uh, games twenty six through thirty three the whole season was forty eight total games so games twenty six to thirty three they had to face the Blackhawks twice and the Bru- Boston Bruins twice okay and in the, the game that we finished talking about in the last the very last uh, the end of the last episode was that was that um, Normy Smith had shut out tiny. <laughs> The, the, the Red Wings had shut oh, out the Warren. Bruins 1-0. They'd won the game 1-0, and Normie Smith, the goalie of the Red Wings, had shut out Tiny Thompson of the Bruins. Tiny Thompson was regarded as the best goalie of his era, and his, and his record was, like, his goal against average was like 1.69 a game. Huh. He had, like, 12 shutouts out of, out of 48 games that year, so, like, a quarter of his games are shutouts. You know what I mean? This, he's a, one of the best goalies ever, and the Red Wings shut him out. You see, and then the goal, the only goal of the game was scored by Marty Berry, who was the guy that the Red Wings got in trade from the Bruins. So it was particularly special for him to score that goal that won this massive game against the Bruins, because the Bruins are no joke. They were kind of like the Boston Celtics in basketball. They had this Very strong core group of guys that were all really good, Mm -hmm. and they, you know, and so they beat the Bruins to sort of finish off the leg. That's where we left off last night. So they had a, you know, they had sort of an up and down thing, but they're still in first place. They're still grinding. They dipped briefly below first place for a moment after one of the Blackhawks games they played. Mm -hmm. But so now we're going into Game 34. So this, you know, we're we're progressing through the season, and Game 34 um, is a is a three to two loss to Toronto. Okay. So uh, so what happens in this game is something incredibly significant, okay? Please. That's that's is uh, significant, which is that Herbie Lewis. It's discovered that Herbie Lewis, who's their when I, just a, a brief mention of Herbie Lewis. We've done a whole mention about Herbie Lewis. Who's Herbie Lewis? Herbie Lewis. If you ever there's the the information on Detroit Red Wings 1935 team is always very very rare. Yeah, there's usually two things they talk about. Yeah. Number one is the the longest game ever played, which mm-hmm. was in the, we're going to get to. It's in the playoffs. It's the longest game in NHL history still to this day. Oh wow, six overtime periods. But yes, it's the equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus. the equivalent of three full games that they yep. played. So we're going to get to that. I don't I love give these guys. How many
1: bananas can you eat? I don't no, want to give any more. No, sh- no shootout, yeah. mofo. So <laughs> yeah,
2: so that's one of the things that we'll get to. I don't want to give any more details away about that game. But that's one. That's one of the first things that you will. Always, that if you ever hear anything about the thirty-five wings, that's the number one thing you will hear. The second thing you will hear is what is they reference the top line of the Red Wings of that year, which was uh, Larry Ori, uh, Marty Barry, and Herbie Lewis.
1: Is that the O line?
2: That's the top line. No, oh. no. So that's the top line of the Red Wings in this year. They both score. They're, they're you know, they're all top scoring line. They
1: the have the top most scoring points.
2: line. Exactly. Yes. And, and Marty Berry was the guy they got from Boston who scored the winning goal in the previous, you know, game, that game 3-3 yeah, that we were talking about. All right. So, anyway, so that's, so those are the only two things that yeah. like 99%, if you ever hear anything on the 35 wings, those are the two things that you will hear about. Okay. And so in this game, in this game number uh, 34, this loss against Toronto. It's discovered that Herbie Lewis. And another quick aside is that is that um, uh, th- th- when they talk about this top line, they're like this line just rampaged the the whole way through the season. It was like pretty much the only you know, like the main reason why they won. As we're gonna see right here, Herbie Lewis had been playing for two weeks with uh, a, with a banged up ribs, like his his side was hurt, and then he took a big hit in this game thirty four against the uh, against the the um, Toronto Maple Leafs by mm-hmm. a guy named Busher Jackson. And then he went down, he went down hard. And they did X-rays after the game to find out he'd been playing for two weeks with a fractured rib. Okay, <laughs> been playing for two weeks with a fractured rib. It's so they he's check me
0: under the boards. So yeah. now
2: <laughs> he's so he's out, and they say he's out for twelve days. Oh. Okay, minimum. Like oh. he's got to he's got to heal his ribs. He's playing this brutal It's nineteen thirty-five. Exactly. Is, ah, walk it 12, off. Yeah. Well, ah, so spit rub on some it, dirt it on it. it so, You're yeah, good. Yeah. So so twelve games. So ice, he's got to play. So he's going to be down yeah. for twelve games. That's what the that's the prognosis. Is it a hockey? So into his place is a guy named Wilf Starr is promoted from the Detroit Olympics. Uh-huh. The, one of the things we've spent a lot of time talking about is how the Detroit Olympics, Jack Solid. Adams, spent all this time to build this these minor league team that they would be. You know, these are these guys that are coming up to the Red Wings. He built himself a farm team on the same ice that played the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. You know, that, huh.
1: well, and there's something about that home ice. There's something they talk about. Well, you know, Joe Landis. How long have they been in Little Caesars? Like three years, four years now. Uh a
0: couple, three years. three years. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But there was used to be this thing about the boards in, in Joe Lewis, and there was like this a couple they of spots give. they would give behind the net yeah, where yeah. you would hit and it would rebound differently. L- Lindstrom had the he, he was and, laser focused on that spot, and yes. and they would know right. And so your home team playing, and sure. then even if your minors are playing in that, they know that sure. that rink, yeah, and they open. know the eccentricities. Yeah, but so, we're
0: going back to Olympia,
1: though. These yeah. are the Olympia. Well, no, I know. But I'm just saying the eccentricities okay. of, of an sure. arena. Sure. and Because and, most minor league teams today and ever – Never played in the in the same arena or same ballpark as, yeah, as, the, as the major league yeah, team. They were the only right. team, as so exactly. far as
2: I can see the the Detroit Olympics this is an anomaly. were the only minor league team in the in all of sports was so air br- to who? play in the same stadium as the major league parents. So call. who did he bring up? So he brings up a guy named Wilf Starr. Okay. So and Wilf Starr to replace Herbie. To replace Herbie at right. left wing, yes. As a s part of, so here we go. Is this he gonna is already, rock it? This is already sort of breaking up this narrative that Herbie Lewis and this three this top start line is the main three guys because Herbie's gone. You got a minor league. You're replacing them. So Will Star comes up, and so um, so to replace Herbie Lewis. Now I want to get in. So before I mention Game 35. Okay. I, so th- th- this we haven't sort of done something like this before, but this is a fascinating opportunity to do something kind of cool here. Yeah, yeah. And what it is 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 Herbie Lewis. The Detroit, the, the Red Wings went on the road to go and play. Um, they were about they're going off to play in Boston. Okay, they're it's a Game 35. They're going to play in Boston. <laughs> So they, but Herbie Lewis stays behind. Herbie Lewis stays behind, okay, to rest his rib. He doesn't. They didn't want him to travel and stuff like this because he got hurt hurt in game
0: 34. Game thirty four, and so now we're going. We're
2: going to game thirty five, and so before, so in, so the night of game thirty five, Herbie Lewis is you know instead of just sitting at home resting his rib, Herbie Lewis is at Olympia Stadium watching the minor leaguers. Oh, okay. okay. So this is a this is a story. I wanted this. The next subject is fairly you know really important and it's an opportunity to read from Herbie Lewis's perspective about what I'm about to tell you next about Please. the significant component of this story. So anyway, so, so Herbie Lewis is sitting at Olympia stadium and this is him, this is him sitting there and a, a writer that's also there sort of observing him. Okay. So then, so the, so the story comes out uh, February 19th, 1936. It's Leo McDonald from the Detroit times writing this article.
1: So, so Leo was pretty prominent. Leo man. does good stuff. Exactly. Leo, does. Leo's amazing. We've been reading a lot Absolutely. of his stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, Okay, so actually, where's it You're at? You're good, yeah. One second, got to go back for a second.
1: So here's uh, what, Matt and I do uh, another show called The Man Cave Happy Hour. Yes. And we get to sit around drinking bourbon. Yes. Uh, and before Charles comes in. I'm just going
0: to keep agreeing with you, and, yes. And,
1: and, and what's funny is, like, Charles gets in here, and he's like he's got to, because I don't know anything, and he's got to talk the whole time. Uh-huh. And he usually comes in, and whatever we were drinking during The Man Cave, he'll pour himself one, too. Which he and, did. And, 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 but then... He's got to talk the whole time, and he do, he never catches a break to to have a sip. You and I are sitting here listening to him. It's like a fireside chat. So
0: let's commit, so he could drink. So. That's
1: that's, <laughs> yeah. kind of, that's kind of what I was doing. So no, he could, I appreciate that. So appreciate he could <laughs> wet his whistle yeah. before he dove in. I appreciate but that. But no, it's like a fireside chat where we just kind of just curl up with a, a nice little dram and, and listen to a story. That's that's <laughs> well, maybe our that's viewers why, are doing it too. You that's know? why I love this show. It's because so I just I just curl up yeah. and, and listen to you tell a story. Yeah. So so here
2: so this is a story from this is. So, um, yeah, so anyways. This is Herbie watching the minor Herbie leagues. Herbie watching the minor leagues, okay? And so um, so it says, Herbie Lewis, one of the most popular idols Detroit has known in any sport, sat in the front row box at Olympia last evening as the furious skating Olympics and crimson-shirted Windsor Bulldogs skimmed the ice with blazing red-hot
1: steel. Love the writing.
2: Tough luck, Herbie, uttered some, some Husky fan as he walked past, slapping the star Detroit left winger on the back. Thanks, returned Herbie, with one of those forced smiles. What do you mean, thanks, a friend asked. You're, so, you're not thankful for those cracked ribs, are you? Louis ceased squirming around in his seat and stuck out his hand to, to the friend. Excuse me, he said very apologetically. I'm pretty grumpy tonight. This, 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 uh, biz, this business of sitting on the sidelines when your team is fighting for a championship gets on your nerves. Mm. The friend, being a right guy, smiled back and gave Louis a robust wallop on his heavy brown coat. You're the tops, Herbie, said the friend. I know how you feel. Lewis literally jumped from his seat in Bredo, as Bredo, Windsor defenseman, spilled Mud Brunito on the ice. Look at that, Bredo, yelled Herbie. He looks like a Newfoundland dog with shaggy hair. Wow, look at him go. The voice of the announcer blurted over the loudspeaker system. The, 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 the voice of the announcer blurted over the loudspeaker system. The Red Wings have taken a 1-0 lead over Boston in the first period. Herbie Lewis forgot all about the cracked ribs. He wiped away the downcast mask. Ride him, boys. Ride him, he yelled. They can't stop us now. The first period ended. So so fans kept pouring past Lewis, offering sympathy and suggesting encouragement in the fact that he would be back soon. Yup, Herbie answered, I'll be back in 10 or 12 days. But this game in Boston tonight is the one that counts. Gotta have that one. was mm-hmm. so, when you win on home ice...
0: The other team's home ice. Yes, that that just—that's a statement. It's a big—it's a a big game. Well, they're just
2: battling for first place. So he's like, "That's what it's um, so he's so that's why you I'm sure if you caught it, but he heard the announcer say Red Wings have taken the lead, one And He's like, Mm, "Yes, yeah, let's go, boys." Okay, so the next little section called "Bad News Descends." Mm. Back and forth skated the Olympics and Bulldogs. Herbie skated with them, fought along the boards with them, but occasionally remembered he was an injured warrior and leaned back in his seat. Wait, 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 wait. Was he playing? No.
1: No, he, he's but he's just, just in his seat. So it
2: just <laughs> sounds like he know. was he's playing the, with that on last last e- statement. on sound, the edge of his seat. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. back and forth. He's, like, skating with them and doing all these things, but he remembers he's injured. He can't do anything. He's sitting right. the sideline. It just sounds like, like a, the way you
3: read that is no. all like he was actually skating. And keep
2: in mind, real quick, <laughs> uh, keep in mind that these people are one after nine slapping him on the back, and he's got cracked ribs. Get on, Hey, Herbie, you're a great guy. You know, like football players and their concussions, they're always, like, cracking each other in the head.
1: It's like, yeah, of of course yeah. you gotta <clears> throat> throat> so here we go. potatoes for brains. Yeah. So
2: here we go. So um. Too soon. So so uh no. oh, ba- yeah. so bad news descends. Back and forth skated the Olympics and Bulldogs. Herbie skated with them, fought along the boards with them, but occasionally remembered he was an injured warrior and leaned back in the seat. And then suddenly, Mister Lewis. Oh, Mister Lewis. A greatly excited wa- usher pounded the dapper Red Wing star. Mister Lewis, he whispered hoarsely, "We've just heard that Larry Ori has broken his collarbone." <gasps> oh no. Maybe he's through for the rest of the year. My God, no, answered Lewis. Don't tell me that. Herbie leaped from his seat, apologized to his friends, and struck out for the executive offices. This is one rumor I'm going to prove to be wrong, he flung back. We can't get a break like this. Larry Ori? A real champion. So Herbie came back bearing an expression that proved he truly was in the black depths of despair. Imagine that, he stormed. Here Larry and I play together for eight years. Now we're both out. They tell me it is a cracked breastbone and an, and injured ribs, Ooh. but that means that means three or four weeks at best. Wow. Herbie sat there for a moment and then turned to a friend. I'm going to go. I'm going back into the lineup Sunday. He said. Damn if we lose this thing now. Did you say you were going back Sunday? Asked the correspondent. Oh no. Uh, that is stuttered <laughs> Herbie. I said. Well, hell yes, I'm going back in Sunday if they let me. <laughs> so the Olympic Windsor game was nearing an end when the announcer again broke in. The Red Wings beat Boston tonight, two to one. Oh, wow! Herbie Lewis went into something resembling a hula hula dance. <laughs> Imagine those guys! He yelled. Imagine those guys going on to win on a night like this. Well, they'll win without Herbie or Herbie, well, Larry or Herbie Lewis or anyone else, I'm going back in there, son. You darn tootin', I am. But about this time, Moose Jamison and the referee skated along the boards. Hi, Jamie," said Herbie. "Hey there, Duke," returned to J- Jamie. Come on over to the dressing room after the game, and we'll meet Moose Jamison, said Herbie. He's the greatest character I've known in hockey. So, real quick. Yep, one last thing. Yeah. So, um, I did go over to the dressing room, and the story of Moose Jamison and Herbie Lewis certainly gets this space another day. It's too grand a story to uh, to chop into small parts. But what I'm getting around to saying is that Detroit forever and eternally will be a city of champions, as long as we've got athletes the Herbie Lewis type.
0: Ah. Fun. That's absolutely fun. So, Jack Adams. Who did Jack Adams replace Herbie with?
2: Well, that's uh, with uh, Wilf Star.
0: Okay, so Larry Ori, who <laughs> was he
2: was the other guy in that wing that on uh, the, the same line.
0: line. Yes. Okay. So, so that star. Just, just was, to bring the, that this all was together. Their power yes. Line. Yeah. So yeah.
2: now two of the top guys in their top line are both mangled badly. Right. Herbie's out. Larry Ori. Larry Ori or- has got a br- a cracked rib, a rib and broken chest bone. <laughs> chest bone. How do you break your your chest bone? Oh, it's called hockey. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That's old time <laughs> hockey, but it's from Sam Eddie Lake. Shore, old time hockey. But could you put on it? the foil, but coach? This is the next day after that's they lost yeah. Herbie yeah. Lewis. Oh yeah. Fah. Two days in a row, the star yeah. power. And like the reason I mentioned the idea that the, in every book, there's two things they always talk about in the modern day books. Right. Is the is the, the the longest game ever, and also the top line with Barry Orion Lewis. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then and the, here and at today, this, and it was we're a big deal. 35. It was a big deal for that line. They were the top scoring line for this team. They and we're, the we're like, one stars. what?
1: A, a, we got a. We still have a good quarter of the season there's, to go.
2: Well, I did, I did the math. On it, actually. I actually did a real quick look. Okay, and there's, cool. There's actually, um, there is actually. Uh, um, Whatever is that? Two weeks left in the season. Yeah, there's or no, not. I'm sorry, take it back. There's where the heck is it at? Hold on a second. There is. God, your notes are crazy. No, they're right here. It's uh, there is. So that the date of this of the date of this incident was. Love your
3: notes.
1: About 18 more games or something.
2: Yeah, there's yeah, there's uh um. It's February 20th when this all happens. When this goes down, and then when Larry already gets injured, it's February 20th. And then the final game of the season is March 22nd, so there's one month, almost one month exactly left in the season. Well, all uh, right. So looking at this, because so L- there's a graphic. Or- uh, Herbie Lewis is said to be, is told he's going to be out for 12 days, and Ori's they're, they're going to, well, I'm going to tell you about his X-rays in a second. But so there's a, you know, there's a ton of, there's these guys, they're, they're battling, you know, they're, they're grinding for a first place, they're trying to battling. stay in first, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're not right. like ahead like 15 wins or whatever, right, right. So that's what I mean. Like they're grinding out, and they lose their top stars. It's like three,
1: four wins at best. Yeah. Yeah. So it it, it, it's a roller coaster, and this graphic that we have up it's 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 a it's a roller coaster, and this roller coaster isn't over yet.
2: Yeah. No, that's what I'm trying to say. This is this is something that is an ongoing game by game. That's why we've been going like game by game. As people have noticed, I hope people have noticed. Every time I mention a game, we're like game through. Have you have I had a single game yet where I'm like. Oh, I, they, do, I would, won that Never that one
1: didn't count. Yeah, like oh, or that
2: like, didn't no, impact it too no, much. No, where I'm saying like, oh, yeah. they just won three to one. Let's move on to the next game. Like yeah. every single game has had some kind of drama or something severely right. important to right. the story.
3: Yeah,
0: I
2: would still ride that roller coaster.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm in, man.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so
1: Larry <laughs> Ori, so Ori
2: the X-rays come back, in Larry Ori, and Lori has indeed has a broken uh, a uh, broken breastbone.
1: Jesus, uh, I'll heal over the summer. Even, let's play.
2: Though he's initially <laughs> feared loss for the season, X-rays reveal that ten to two weeks is, is the more likely scenario. Uh, okay. okay. And again, one month left the season. one season month, is a, left, one in month season. left in the season. Oh, my goodness. So now <clears throat> Larry Ori is replaced by a guy named Art, G- Art Giroux. Art Giraud is coming from the Olympics, that just a like Will Start with a G. With a G? With a G, okay. like a French G-I-R-O-U-X. Right. We have a graphic of him, too. Um, but anyways, we'll get to that graphic in one second. Don't put it up just completely yet. Um, but anyway, so, so now you've got two guys from the Olympics that are replacing – these two stars. That Herbie just watched, right? the, Yeah, well, Herbie, yeah, well, Herbie, you know, Art Giroux was on the Olympics when Herbie was watching him, but yeah. now with Larry Ory injured, Art Giro's going up to the He got the called plains. up. Oh, yeah. is that
1: O-line, the Olympia line? Yeah, that's what are Okay, we're getting, fair yeah, play, all right. right. All right, I, all right fair
2: play. Yeah, so anyways, as, yeah, so so the, as Herbie revealed in this story, as the announcer revealed in that article, the, the Wings do indeed win game 35 against Boston 2-1. to one. So game 36,
1: um, here's my next suck one right it, Boston! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they did
2: pretty well against Boston. So so uh, game 30, you got to so, say it right, suck it. busted, busted. busted. So, <laughs> so game 36 is a 3-6 loss to the Maroons. But uh one of this like a side note in this is that at the Olympics game on that same night, Bill Rogel, who's the shortstop for the Tigers, um gets uh gets he's sitting too close to the to the edge of the ice, he's watching the game. And there's no plexiglass between oh the fans. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh yeah. no! no, no, no. And, he, and he leans over too far, and a, and it gets caught in the face with a the hockey stick. Oh! Ugh. Needs four stitches to to get stitched up. It came right over his eye, almost blinded him. It almost took out his eye during the game. During the game, he was why he's just a fan watching the game. He's with front row seat, and he got caught. He leaned over too close in the boards and got See, caught. Uh, See, you the know face. what? That's his fault. That's not the player's fault. <laughs> I know, but that's his it's fault. Great. Like that's nineteen thirty-five hockey. Yeah, hell you yeah, know, There's
1: man. no plastic no, dividers. Screw that.
2: These guys are sitting there watching the it game. It took until the two stick. thousands
0: to put up nets. So, yeah, sure. unfortunately,
1: what was it? Nineteen uh, thirty-five.
2: These guys get caught with a st- that, the incident the
1: with the yeah. Yeah. that incident at the palace. Tigers. That incident at the palace where all the basketball players oh, were, were climbing into the like that. stands. Oh, oh boy! You know, oh boy! It's like. You know, it's like can you imagine 1935 where they where we're they were serving serving glad there's a riot coming <laughs> They're they're serving glass bottles and it's. Just... Did you read
2: my notes for today's episode or something?
1: Well, I saw the graphic of the riot of. <laughs> there you go. So you saw it. You saw it's about
2: to come up
0: here on in this March second. Yeah, man. yeah.
1: Hang on, folks. Yeah, it's gonna be it's a coming. ride. So Crabs to yeah, so, so, break loose so anyways, wide on the second. So screw your so plastic game, twist offs. So, so they go. lose.
2: Go. So they lose game thirty six to the Maroons. Game thirty seven is a win over the New York Americans. But in this game, this all O's line, this all Olympics line, you can uh, show that graphic. You got uh, it. Yeah. This all O's line debut is together. They, they Adams puts them together on the line, and they respond in a massive way because they
1: were clicking. In, uh, they when were they clicking were, in the minors. Yeah, so
2: he puts them on the, all together. They got the, uh, Wally Kilrea was the was the captain of the team when he was in the minors. He's already been up with the Red Wings. He's, a, he's already a core component. So Wally Kilrea is already on the Red Wings, and he centers. He's the center for Wilf Starr and Art Arturo. And so these th- these not, guys go not, off.
1: It's not just a, it's not just a line. I mean, it's offense defense and goalie yeah the i mean whole it's thing. it's the whole it's the entire ice when all you say the guys when you say here, yeah. when you say the o-line it's like it was either defense or o- i mean it's all five oh, dudes and yeah. the goal and the goalie.
2: normie smith came for the olympics the yeah. whole squad
1: so this is this is this is this is, this is the flip flop he was yeah. thinking like well, maybe it, i should flip flop
2: so what's interesting is so they so that you know the line is written so that uh, we mentioned the line I love have, these guys you have wally kilray in the set as a center. You have uh, Art uh, Arzuro on the right wing, uh, uh, Wilf Star on the left, and you mm. and then the two, but Bucko McDonald, who as Bucco. we know came from the Olympics, Bucco. yeah, and then I you have Bucco. and uh, Normie Smith and goalie who who was the goalie for the for the team, you know, for the, the Olympics, yep. and then you have uh, you know Abby Goodfellow, who came up through the ranks of the Olympics as well. So he was like the little bit of it, you know. He was back in the Olympics a few years prior, sure. But um, but all the other guys were like within the last year. We're all with the Olympics, and so right at this moment is where we see the, like once again this genius of Jack Adams play out that he had been developing this core group of minor leaguers, emphasizing winning because they'd already won the, the previous year's IHL championship. So they were already they were emphasizing winning so that with if, if if a situation like this came mm-hmm. that two of his biggest stars were out. He brings up these Olympics players, and they're slotting right in, and they're not missing a beat. And what's, what's great is this so, is game 37. You have um, – so you have uh, Will Star scores a goal – um, Art Giroux has it's like what is he? Let me just read off the stats. Here real sorry, quick. but yeah, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. ask real quick. Was this kind of the birth of the farming system at that point? Uh, the farm system goes it goes back to about 1926. To the, to the mid, the, the, the first team to really start doing it was the St. Louis Cardinals in baseball. Okay, and so other leagues, it just became popularized with other sports. Yeah,
0: I don't want to get you started
2: on yeah. baseball, but I was just I was just curious yeah. about how. The, well, yeah, the, it yeah. came. Yeah, the minor league. So each each uh, NHL team had one uh, minor league team. All right, and Fair so there right. was an it was the IHL. That but they all had and that, that was across.
0: kind of the farming system,
2: and that's where Jack yeah. Adams kind of looked at back and said, Hey, this is an opportunity. To develop a core of like a core, I mean, he was developing players through the because originally that's what we talked about in a, in a way previous episode was that Adams didn't originally have any money to buy players. Okay, so we wanted to develop his own guys by. But taking, back then uh, it
0: was the Olympics, not an actual franchise of a farming system. It was the Olympic players, right?
2: No, it, it was the player that the, even you know, they played at Olympia, so the team was oh, called the Olympics. Olympia, okay. yeah. So they were called the Olympics. See, so I'm, I'm a novice in this. Yeah, you no, know, I, saying...
0: I, I don't know sports about nothing about nothing about nothing about this guy like yeah. Over yeah here
2: but he would hit a constant machine going where he's developing See, you're his are saying
0: Olympia the Olympics I'm thinking
2: the Olympics No 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 so so it's the guys that were playing yeah, at the Olympians Exactly Center. well that was the okay. name of the minor league team was the Detroit Olympics
0: just just to help you know folks yeah. like myself yeah. that are out there listening No I get it
2: Okay. So um well there's we trust me we got listeners been following we did entire oh, yeah. episodes about the Olympics they're, going, I, I, they're like I'm hey new. Matt they're all like right. hey I'm Matt new. go back and we'll listen to a couple episodes they're, 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 I'm still new. Matt, Matt's
1: trying to fill in some blanks
2: yeah we're no we're good so anyways I'll read a little quote to show you just Tell how dominant right now just how dominant this all O's line was so it says with Herbie Lewis and Larry Ori missing the victory last night was was especially pleasing. It's manager Jack Adams. Art Giroux, Wilfred Starr, pinch-hitting, turned in excellent performances to help their big brothers stop a wide-open, hard-playing gang of Americans, meaning the New York Americans. Starr turned one of the Red Wing goals past goalie Roy Warders, and Giroux assisted in two markers. They teamed with Wally Kilrea for what constituted an entire line of former Olympic players. After a conference with Dr. Charles Thomas, club physician, at the conclusion of last night's game, Adams said Lewis would likely see action in Thursday's game against the Rangers. So, he's coming back a little earlier than they expected. I Meaning Lewis. So, anyway, so yeah, so the, all those line debuts in that game, th- 37, they help him win a game. They play this, you know, this huge. They're they're tremendously important in that game. So, um, so anyways, of uh, Game 38 is a uh, is a is a 4-2 victory over the New York Rangers and Lewis it does indeed return he returns after only 5 days with a he's got a you know say a, a fractured rib and he and he Lewis returns after only 5 days and the the quotes in this article talks about how how the the entire team played with Lewis back in the lineup the Red Wings played in their own words. They played inspired hockey. You
1: know, they told him ten to twelve days. He's back, he's in, back five. in five. He's like, I got to go, man. He's Just tape me up. Five. Yeah. I'm
2: going. Yeah, he's back in five days. Take them both. Run of I don't need them. Yeah. That's so, it. anyways, yeah. So that you know, Herbie comes back, and they and they have this huge, you know, this huge win. Nice. So, um, so game 39, it becomes even more especially revealing or more important that Herbie Lewis it does come back because in game number 39, he literally saves. Abby Goodfellow's life. Uh, Abby Goodfellow may have died on on, on this night, what the which hell was was, was, yeah. th- was March second, nineteen thirty six. I'll read the story. I'll read this the story. Is, yeah. is, this Let this me read the story, please. Uh, no spoiler. Yeah. Right, come on. Yeah. So um. So, so wait, wait. Before you start, Abby. Wh- wh- Abby Goodfellow. Pe- he's the, he, he's the one of the superstar. He's a d- other defenseman.
0: Okay. Yeah, but he's left, like a, right, center. Or? Just
2: both. Like he played in the same line with um with uh, Scotty Bowman. Okay. So um. So anyways. Um, so, so anyways, um, I'll read the article, right? So, so the Redway, so the, so, uh, I'll just read it right off the thing. Once again, Leo McDonald The article comes from March 2nd, 1936 Detroit times. The hockey fans of Detroit today are awaiting disposition of the case of Hector Toe Blake, young Canadians player who last night and last night, uh, in rioting during a game at Olympia deliberately attempted to maim Ebby Goodfellow of the Red Wings. Jesus. Amidst the rioting, Red Wings last night whipped Canadians 3-1. to one. So the Red Wings won 3-1. to one. So this game was at Olympia Stadium. Olympia, Center. yeah, Olympia okay. Stadium. Blake's oh. fate is in the hands of Frank Calder, president of the National Hockey League, to whom a report was submitted by Bill Stewart, referee-in-chief, last night. So um, let me get actually into the details of what happened. So amid rioting in the wildest night of hockey Olympia has seen in years, Red Wings last night emerged. Okay, this is summary. The same thing. Last night emerged victorious in, against Lake Canadians, three to one. A game comparatively mild at the outset, in its fading moments, flamed into savage combat in which Hector Tolblake, young Montreal player, went berserk and clubbed Ebbie Goodfellow over the head with a stick. Jesus! Only quick action by alert Herbie Lewis saved the Red Wing player from what might have been a fractured skull, if not a fatal injury. Bl- this is a tough part to read. Broken it's all chopped up. All. Let me. Read, I, I'm just going to power all. through this one sentence Come here. On, Herbie. So, uh, Blake's savage attack came after Goodfellow, uh, and among players had fought with fists in the wake of a battle which the mad Montreal boy, meaning uh, Toe Blake, meaning, uh, uh, which the mad Montreal boy had had with Sid Howell minutes before. So uh, back turned, Goodfellow was about to enter the penalty box when Blake stole upon him from behind and taking what appeared to be careful aim, struck at the back of Detroit man's head. <sighs> Arched from the ice, it was a vicious swing, checked only by Lewis's presence of mind. As the weapon descended, Lewis raised his stick and deflected the blow. Wow. Blake's stick grazing Goodfellow's head. The latter was not hurt. Incensed for over the attack, Red Wing players swarmed over Blake in a wild demonstration in which the Montreal recruit was punched and kicked as referee Bill Stewart and Babe Dye <sighs> yep. and players tried vainly to stop the rioting as teammates rushed to Blake's defense. So, uh, so as players bat- as, as players battled on the ice, Olympia attachés and police lined the sideboards and drove back frenzied spectators who sought to leap the railings and mix in the fighting. Which, by the way, there was no plexiglass between yeah, that man. That's it. <laughs> Once this
1: one is like getting out, it's like jumping out of the box, yeah. man. Come on. Man.
2: One spectator like a had, line change. One spectator had taken part in the first of the fighting between Blake and Howe. Uh, he had been giving it to me all night, Howe said, and I got tired of tired of it when he got fresh. A similar story was told by Goodfellow who charged that Blake cross-checked him on, on several rushes. The first time he knocked my helmet off, cross-checking, Goodfellow explained. Then he came down again, cross-checking again. I figured that it was too much. With lips swollen and tongue cut and a mark in the corner of his mouth, Blake, in the Canadiens' dressing room after the game, whispered, I don't know what happened. I didn't do anything to Howe. I didn't do anything to Goodfellow. I don't know what they, what they, why they should pick on me. But Jack Adams kicked him. Uh uh so it says uh um where does it say here? It says uh it was lucky that Ebby and I caught that st- it was lucky for Ebby that this is going back to Herbie. Yeah. Um so it was lucky for Ebby that I caught that stick, Lewis explained. Boy, that blow would have laid out Abby. Blake meant business. The only other such thing I can remember, he talks about this other incident. Um besides besides Goodfellow Lewis and Hecaria joined in the counterattack on Blake as the fighting uh a, what is say it, Is a fa- fighting with sticks and gloves were strewn all over the ice.
0: So Herbie coming back early from an injury to his ribs
2: saved Abby's life. Yeah, Very because nice. he because he was swinging. He was about to club him with his stick, and, and Herbie he blocked it, glanced it. Yeah, oh, with the my stick. Goodness gracious! So there's another man. little a little mini sub thing where it says uh, young. Jim, so it says um, it's, it talks about how uh, the owner, the Jim Norris Jr., the the owner's son came out of the owners box and he got in the ice and got in a p- couple punches on um on him well, too. Well good for him. Yeah. So the no- nor like <laughs> so this, I mean, is that Norris picture? like
1: the Norris Trophy Norris? Yeah,
2: this son yeah, G- yeah. Norris Jr. yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. It says, <laughs> so,
1: so these are these are the dudes man. Yeah. This is like yeah. the Norris Trophy. This is like a, r- this, yeah. is, like this origin, is it man. This is
0: origin story, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this, <laughs>
1: and you you talk oh the original six. This is this is origin, What laid the groundwork for the original six.
2: Yeah. though that's what I'm saying like so this is so this is you know we have a picture of this a uh, there's this kind of a grainy picture of the fight from that night yeah, um, yeah. that we put up on the screen it's there. Um yeah, it's, uh, sticks
1: fly as spectators join fight. Yeah, so that's, that's
2: just like <laughs> there it that. Is. See that you see that's that is hockey uh, in the 1930s. This <laughs> is not you know like we talk about the Malice in the Palace. Yeah, that's the photo that's up on the screen. Malice
1: yeah. in the Palace. That's um, what it so was. We talk yeah, about, that ain't damn. nothing. See, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like
2: yeah. that's just no that's Tuesday night at Olympia back then. Yeah, you
1: know, that's, and it was like yeah, and it was uh, uh, the the Tigers. There was like. Uh, the, the 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 stories, the bottles come throwing, and they had a well, they yeah. had they had to stop and clean up all the bottles and, and broken glass from the field, so game could continue. Now we have to clean up, up octopus. Yeah. Well,
2: what do you want? Yep,
1: yep.
2: <laughs> oh, there's one more little quote I want to read. This is, I forgot to read it, but this ah. is a great little quote. This is Adams fighting a, a fan too. I don't. Oh really my like, god. Oh, oh, god, Jack Adams was. fighting yeah. a fan. Yeah. The coach. Yeah, the coach. This is the <laughs> guy, yeah. The guy that was punching freaking um tell Blake I just, on the ice. See, this
0: is why I love hockey. Yeah. Old time hockey. So, so this is a, pretty, this a fairly
2: quick quote. So hey, um, we got the introductions so this, out of the way. So yeah, there this you go. so this this fight came when uh, Adams this fight with Jack Adams, this came on the night that uh that um Larry Ori was injured. So this was like so this so he was all he was already kind of kinda of mad. Larry so. Ori who Herbie just saved. No, that was going to be a good fellow. I'm things. sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. So Herbie Lewis gets injured, and then the next night, Larry Ori gets injured. Oh, Jesus. So on the night that Larry Ori got injured, Jack Adams, Adams got a had a fight with Jack, the, Jack Adams. He was yeah, had had heckled, and he went and fought this heckler right. in the bleachers. So here's a uh, quick little quote. So it says uh, Adams today explaining the near free for all fight between Detroit players and Boston fans last night said that the trouble was started by a fan abusing Marty Berry, former Boston player. Hmm. The fan came to the Detroit bench and. And uh, I can't read the word. The fan basically was. Oh, the fan came to the Detroit bench and called Barry all kinds of vicious names. Adams related. I told the fellow to go away, said Adams, and mind his business. And not. And when he didn't, I got up from the bench and I had. and 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 as I did, he started at me. I had to defend myself. Adams did a very good job of defending himself, said Johnny Sorrell, who was sit. Who was sitting next to Barry. He got in a couple of good smacks, and as the fellow started to run, he fell down with about seven Red Wings around, ready for action <laughs> in case they were needed. <laughs> so the Red Wings were were like basically like a security guard around hey, Adams. touch our coach, we're gonna. F- Kill yeah, you, So Adams is right? one on one. So a you mess with a goalie.
1: That's one thing. Yeah. You mess yeah. with a coach, coach. That's yeah. a, yeah, that's a you whole see, like, other This level, is this yeah.
2: rollicking atmosphere right, of right. hockey in these days. Oh, my God. And so anybody that says, like, this is one of the things of it's almost like a stereotype I've had to, to combat constantly. And especially when I'm at these art shows and I only have 45 seconds to tell a story. Yeah. These people, like, they'll hear the story and they'll walk away and they'll be like, yeah, but that was back in the '30s. Like they discounted because it was like they think it was a slower game. It it was a slower game. They yeah. weren't really yeah. professionals. There teams. They were smaller. They didn't. You know, they did like they it wasn't. Of a it wasn't real professional. Yeah, sports. it wasn't yeah. like it is now. And but that's but that's what's and crazy you know what? is
1: I think today's sports are, is watered down. They
2: have sanitized
0: it
1: with the protective. Yes. and the, I mean, you need the rules. I mean, you, I, yeah. we got you had to find a happy medium between. There's a that. reason
0: why you live longer now than they did back in the '30s. That sure think about that. Right? We, we, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah,
2: saying yeah. about these sports back then is is that they this is the age that they were coming out oh, yeah. of nowhere. Like right now, they're institutions. Like yeah. these are billion dollar institutions. You're, you're, you're not gonna lay out a millionaire like people, that. People, yeah, no. people, yeah, people. When they're you know from their earliest Usually. childhood, you're basically indoctrinated into your favorite team. You're you're brought up as a fan, so basically they have a ready made fan base. Mm-hmm. They are they have new fans coming up the pipeline with every new birth. As a baby's decorated in a onesie with a Red Wings logo on it. Right. But back then they had to create the fans mm-hmm. the fans they had to ter- turn somebody that maybe never cared about this sport and they had to convert them into a fan mm-hmm. we're trade potatoes a, for freak's or sake there, there's that too that's <laughs> to get, them in the, get their foot in the door but what i'm saying is is that this was <laughs> the show potatoes. but this was the show that they're putting on yeah it was this rollicking freewheeling you know crazy environment that these people go to but the mentality yeah back then
0: it was not a show it was a sport and it still is a sport today, but it was a sport that they cared oh, about, yeah, 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 yeah. and that they were passionate about.
2: Well, I'm not going to discount modern players. I never like to no. do that. I no. don't no. like to discount because they, they go through a lot of stuff nowadays. So I don't like to discount It's not what today. it is
0: today. And yeah, and, I, and, well,
2: it, it's different. I'm going to, you know, but what I'm saying is, is that it's. I'm more smarter. There's more science. I think it's yeah. more sanitized yeah. it's now. I think they've sanitized a lot of these games now. But back then, like this is the era that these sports were evolving, and this is they were. Capturing the interest of these people with these like crazy environments, right? Right. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, you could go to this Red Wings game and see, like, you're there and you see some crazy stuff
3: happening. Again,
0: I'm not poo pooing anything that they did back then. I am, am I'm, yeah, and third, I'm I'm enthralled again. I can't even find the word. Uh, but the fact is that these guys really cared about what they were doing. Well, of course they did. And what they were going for. Of course it they did.
2: But I just mean that I don't like to discount modern-day players. because sure. There's, oh, a, yeah, there's yeah, this yeah, thing yeah, going yeah. around that people say no. back back then they liked the games, and nowadays they're just playing for the money. No. And I disagree no. with that sentiment no, no, a lot of people – the passion yeah. is still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They, play for, they play for the game, too. I love the, they absolutely. Love
1: the game. Absolutely. The, 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 the world's at a turn. I right know with there, with there, all that, but uh, but there, there was a fervor, there, there was a the a pivot fervor pivot somewhere, yeah, but there yeah, there was, was, fervor, yeah but the fervor, the yeah, there's this, the fervor here. Is is what carried yeah. the wings and the NHL through, through World War II yep. yes. to modern hockey, and even in the fifties and sixties, there was this
2: raucous environment too. Yes. With the, you know, with the Gordy Howe era, there was this yeah. sort of raucous yeah. environment too. But, but there's so you know, to a certain Gordie extent, Gordy Howe would not exist without this history. Absolutely, this was the predecessor. This is that these are the teams that Gordy Howe would have grown up watching. Right, mm-hmm. these are the teams that he would have like Sid Howe. I have a ph- this photo of Sid Howe when Sid Howe met Gordy Howe. Gordy, like I mean, I didn't, I've never beaming. asked him this, but he was like Sid Howe when 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 uh, Gordy first came to the Red Wings. Sid How was retiring, and Sid How was the all time goal scorer in the NHL history at that right. moment. So he's probably like looking at Gord at Sid How, you know, not related to him, of course, but looking at him, just going, "Oh my God, like, I I'm talking be. to Sid How, right, you know, like right. this guy is a legend of legends, and then you know Gordy is a you know he's a he's a young man at this point. So doesn't I mean like this was the era. That inspired these 1950s player, and of course, Adams, when he was playing in the early 1900s, his era was who was inspiring the 30s guys. You know, when, when the
1: Sharks cat Patrick Marleau, Marleau. Just broke Gordy Howe's record for games played. Oh,
2: okay. Right,
1: and he, he was so humble about it, you know. And he yeah. was like, "I almost didn't want to do it." He no, he's like, it's you know Howe. Felt, Yo, Howe. he felt no. bad. He felt bad about it. He felt good about it, but he felt bad about it. Well,
2: because you've revered that player for so yeah. long, you can't even imagine. And he's like, like, like something "He's like, crap! crap yeah. I played
1: too long. I broke his record."
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, but like I say, <laughs> to shoot. But, but how this do you do that? But can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, there's never like there's you know, there's there's plenty of there's now you know there's a lot of baseball movies. There's there's a couple of like leather helmet football movies. Both <laughs> of them are, they're comedies. And then for, <laughs> Rudy! but for but for these but root yeah but um, we gotta talk. Go ahead. But anyways, but we for hockey, coming but back. for hockey, there's never been a movie that's pre 1970s. Like the earliest right. hockey movie was Slap Shot. Right. You know, but in be, like before right. before, before the, the 70s, the uh, could you imagine it's this? Kinda, mo- kinda, this is a movie. Could you yeah, imagine? Pants. Could you imagine that this is like a Netflix, you know, like this is a, this is like a movie. Can you if imagine there, the if story there was as a only movie?
1: someone who would write the screenplay? Yeah, well, that's why oh, I wrote it. wait a second, like, <laughs> we wrote it.
2: Wait, yeah. wait. It's
1: already. Not we exists. wrote it, but Charles wrote yeah, it.
3: Yeah, but can
2: you imagine this story that we're oh telling God. is part of, is a component of a larger narrative with Joe Lewis, Tigers, Lions, all these stories we're talking about. Listen, this is the greatest sports epic film ever oh, created. Yeah.
0: What, for one i'm a sports fan i like all sports oh. hockey football baseball you know i i enjoy oh. sports i'll watch sailing for god's sakes okay i'll watch golf sure. and, and enjoy myself but the story behind
1: yeah, yeah. these
0: players oh, is what Is what your
2: screenplay is about? Yeah, the whole thing. Oh yeah, right. So the drama, the connections, all these different things. It
1: personifies it a a whole lot. No, just the
2: storyline with the goalie. This is a major major component of the screenplay. Is that you have the goalie of the Blackhawks? Like every single the rivalry between the owners hate each other. The GMs hate each other. The coaches hate you know the, oh, the and by GM. the way they were neighbors. Yeah, they're neighbors in Chicago. Yeah, they're neighbors yeah. in Chicago. And then you've got you know the, like the, the players have this history of hating each other. the the, um, the Red Wings actually had made it to the to the Stanley Cup two years prior to this, right? And they got beat by the Blackhawks in the finals. So for the final all game. Right, so nineteen thirty
0: five yeah. Red Wings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What game are we on right now? 36-37? We, we're leaving off on Game
2: because uh, that was the last game. We're going to last game we're talking about tonight. So this is... Yeah, so it, was that the last and, game? No. Yes, that's the last game we're leaving out tonight. So game 39. Game 39, okay. There's so 11 more games to go. We're going to wrap them all up in the next week, I think. For, our, right. for, for the next City
0: of Champions, we're going to talk about
2: what? Next episode is yeah. the final, the final uh, nine games for this season. Jesus, forty-eight dude. games, but it's the next yeah, season. Nine. We're and gonna they, be able to warp speed through a few of them, but there's two really significant games that I want to talk about. Bookends of each and other, they, and, and this like, and is
1: like this a, a real? Hoop. There's a dip here. There's we'll a roller coaster. We get in some trouble here in the next set of games, right? Yeah! Oh, we big start, time!
2: You can see on the you can see on the yep, little schedule. I got it up there they're showing the wins and losses. Uh, yeah, there's they get into that some roller coaster trouble. goes down. A big down. deal.
1: So it, all right, I got to go back to we talked about uh, football and the Leatherheads and the mm-hmm. movies about the Leatherheads yeah. for yeah. a second. <laughs> all right, so shout out to uh, Dan Brown, ah. Goober, Goober from Goober and the Peas. He was in the nice. the one with Clooney.
2: Yeah. Okay. Dan, I, I don't remember. The, I, I I don't remember that exact. I, I yeah. Person, Dan Brown,
0: good,
1: Goober, yeah, yeah. I got you. Fucking love Dan Brown. All right, <laughs> okay. sorry. Uh, do you know Goober in the Peas? No, uh, no, no, I don't. Goober. Oh, all right, Detroit band from yeah. the '88, '89. Okay. No, what he
2: was in the he's in that movie or is it just? Uh, or you? He looked like the guy or something. Oh my God, no, no, he's uh, in the movie. Oh, he's is in he the
1: really? Movie? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I so know he was that. in Walk the Line with uh Joaquin. Really, Bex. I'm gonna have to take a look. I didn't know. So, I'm, I'm, so we go to a press screening of uh, Walk the Line with yes. Wa- you know, Joaquin it's, Phoenix, the, the, jockey, the, the, was, the Johnny uh, Cash movie, yeah, right? Yeah. And that was and, uh, yeah. with and,
0: uh, Reese Witherspoon? Yep, and yep, so I'm yep. sitting
1: there, and I'm there with my friend Karen, Karen Quigley, and we're watching the movie, and I'm like, Karen, the dude playing guitar. <laughs> I go, that looks just like freaking Goober. And she's like, what? I'm like, that's freaking, that's Dan. She's like, shut up. I'm like, no, that's... that's God damn it! I know Jeez. Dan. You know, and it's like it's like Dan Brown from he's from here from Metro Detroit. And uh, so the thing is, Jack White, right? Jack White was in Goober and the Peas. Okay, right. oh, okay. he before he was in the White White Stripes. Yeah. Jack White was the drummer in Goober and one one of the drummers. The, the Goober and the Peas is like Spinal Tap with their freaking drummers. They go yeah. through drummers, but uh, so Jack White was a drummer in Goober and Peas for a while. And I, I know, I just like the local Detroit Oh, that is the local. Scene. I didn't know any of that. I yeah, had no yeah. idea. Right. So, but I'm like, and the, the credits come up, and it's like Dan Brown. And his wife played Karen. his wife in yeah. the movie. Oh. oh, my God, As really? well. Yeah, yeah. Really? She played the wife. <laughs> So he was one of the guys in Johnny Cash's band. Interesting. It was yeah, the right. thing was because uh, uh, Jack White was it Loretta Lynn was it he who Jack White produced was it Loretta Lynn? It sounds it sounds right. If it wasn't Loretta Lynn, it was. Uh, I'll uh, Google just, it. Justified and ancient. Who's uh, I'll try to Google it here. All right. So Jack White was producing like one of the the the, the grand old Opry stars, like most current record, right? Yeah. And then so he's in he's in Nashville and he's working with all these people and uh, they're they're starting to shoot this Johnny Cash Walk the Line movie with yeah. Lockheed, famous, uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin yeah, Phoenix and they're so. they're like they're like we need like a consultant we need somebody who can like you know who knows this kind of music and and knows this vibe and and Jack's like I know a dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know a dude in Detroit that, that got, has got this down. Well, how did he get... Because oh, okay. Jack White. Because Jack White was Jack Good White. Jack White's then. Jack White. But I'm just saying,
2: he's just, I didn't know he was connected with, like, Joaquin Phoenix and all that. Well,
1: he was in Nashville. Oh, I guess you okay. and, and producing in Nashville... And it came across his radar. He's like, I got a dude from Detroit that has got this down. Yeah. And they brought they brought Dan in to be a consultant, and they're like, screw that, you're in the, you're mo- in the movie, you're in that's the movie, cool. dude. Yeah. And uh, and they brought his wife in to be his wife. Um. Yeah. So that's shorty, cool. he played shorty. I think. I we'll have to
2: have a look, another but, look. I didn't. Yeah. Notice, but yeah, we're sitting
1: there watching the movie. It was a press screening. I'm like, and I didn't know. I'm like. That's Goober, and, and my friend is like, it's not. So Karen, is like, yeah, no. So but what, it was. How so could that? So how so could wait, that he, be Goober? I'm like, that's freaking Goober. So but he ended he, up getting a
2: role in Leatherheads, and soon? then he was in Leatherheads too. Yeah. he was like a bellman in yeah, Leatherheads, and uh,
1: he's been a, he's been in a crap ton of movies. Yeah. He does a ton of movies. Was that God, his now. break
2: into Hollywood? Was getting that role? Uh,
1: I think I think huh. Walk the Line was his first big. Well, I mean that was because uh, once crap. you're one, if
2: you if you you know if you hit it off kind of big, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was yeah that was a big. And
1: he's like he's so good. I yeah. mean he can he can be he's got a persona that he can huh. turn on and off and, and he can be other things. Hell he's Goober. <laughs> well maybe we can bring it's him just, in for something Dan. like
2: this for City of Champions and he's Goober. or something, man. You know,
1: yeah. I, I, I <clears throat> that was like leatherheads. That was a real digression. Yeah. And it's just me name dropping like a mofo. Yeah. No, but I'm
2: just no, yeah, I didn't know that. It's interesting, it's an interesting component. But it's
1: like. a really cool Detroit thing yeah. that how Jack White and actually, we're down here, downtown Detroit, at the Detroit Shipping Company. We're just we're just a couple blocks away from Third Man Records. Yes, well, we are. Well, it'd be
2: cool. To, it'd be cool if we could mo- mobilize some of these Detroiters that are doing movies, doing music, like. If we could somehow connect with some of these people that are doing, you know, these things, you, you know, know and I, I know, I man, what a better like what? Don't tell me this would not be. I'm mean, like, I know this no. is my screenplay. I'm trying to like no. push it or whatever. But at the same time, like, no. how can anybody that not see this and be
1: like, this Dan, is not the greatest movie concept ever? Dan would, Dan would love like this ever, story. Man. Jack would love yeah. this story. They because they're Detroit dudes. I know they, they love this. They eat this. They eat the Detroit yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's the same.
2: But like to mobilize some of these assets that are in Detroit. Could you imagine? If like the Red Wings, Tiger's Lions, Red Wings are like announcing the fact that or or, or the announcement that there's a first sports epic movie ever made coming out. There's been plenty of sports movies. You gotta put Dan But in there's it never been yeah. an epic.
1: He's he's got that look about it. He's you know, got that classic chiseled. Well, look hear me out. Like him. you hear me
2: out. Like there's you know, like you've got these epic movies like Ben Hur, yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Lawrence
2: of Arabia, these like bigger than big, like massive type movies, like you're your Game of Thrones or your these epic like tent pole type you know uh shows for these industries, like you know, there's nothing that stops us to, to resurrect a story of this magnitude and to bring it to make it a epic, the first sports epic. What better story? What better subject oh. to to create the first sports epic ever Detroit made? And City of Detroit Champions. to City yep. of Champions. Yeah. We need saying. it. All
1: right, Matt, what did we find out? I couldn't find shit. Fair play. All right, I didn't, so, have, I didn't have enough. Time. I thought you had. I thought you had it. All right, I didn't have. So anything, that, I think that wraps it, man. Uh, yeah, please like, follow, subscribe. Thank you for being with us, and we're gonna do more. Next time, we're gonna wrap up these last nine games. The Regular season, we wrap it up uh, the next game. It's um, a
2: big. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's because yeah, we haven't hit the.
1: We didn't do the final games. The, we we held one up. There's um, one
2: more game against the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I mean, for the, for for the Tigers, episode. for the
1: Tigers, and for the Lions, we didn't talk about the final no, game. No, we didn't. We're going to save all the championships we for, them for the all. End. Yeah, we're, we're going to do back, back, do back to it. back
2: to back to back, and we're yeah. going to hammer through the
3: championships. Gonna, and
1: there's so many people to talk about. Sukar, yeah. yeah. Garwood, yeah. All Walter of Hagen. We haven't even the yeah, sharpshooters. Joe Lewis. Check it. We haven't even got Joe Lewis yet. You we got nothing. But we, Matt and I, were hanging out with Joe. Joe. There's a shot of Matt and I and JJ. Uh, Joe Louis Barrow Jr., and uh, Johnny, who they just opened that uh, Joe Louis Southern Kitchen on Woodward there at uh, right there the boulevard. new
0: center area, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, so that was super cool. So we're going to have JoJo. Wait, yeah, we're well, going to have JoJo oh, on gonna when we we'll talk about yeah, his dad. it's going to be great. I'm, I'm so... I just, He's so, he's going to cry. Yeah. He's like, he's so, I hope, we know, made him cry. We, we, we did. I, I felt we didn't, bad
0: about it. We didn't <laughs> so, put it out as a podcast, but not, if, not yet.
1: Uh, on YouTube or Facebook, if, if you look at the yeah. videos, uh, Matt and I got to sit down with uh, JoJo Jewish. and his yeah. uh, business partner, Raul. Uh, his business partner Raul. I love,
0: I love his email Cannonball.
1: Yeah, no, Johnny <laughs> Johnny Cannon.
0: Yeah, Johnny, Cannonball, Johnny. Cannonball. Uh, now, they've got an amazing restaurant right here in the new center yep. area in downtown, and it's it's a brunch breakfast area. It's a brunch breakfast restaurant. Right? right, right, right. Oh my God, the food is amazing. Oh yeah, it's crazy. But Jo crazy uh, Jo's got so, he's so passionate about his, his father and how he feels about <sighs> him. So I cannot wait until. You know, you guys kind of dig into a little bit of the
2: Joe Lewis. Yeah. Oh, Uh, Joe Lewis. uh, Well, uh. Joe Lewis emerged out of this entire story. My favorite athlete was Joe Lewis. Yeah. My favorite story was Gar Wood. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ever, we know about the, the different players. You know, my favorite player for the Lions, Glenn Presnell. My favorite 1935 wing was Bucko. My favorite overall Red Wing was Abby Goodfellow. All right. But um, so but the, Joe was my favorite athlete so of all. Of them. He was my favorite yeah, athlete. Wait till we get to Joe. I can't. You know so miss what I, I miss? Much you know So what I miss, much more. You know what I
1: miss? I miss Tom.
2: Oh, me too. I miss him too. I, I just, we'll get Tom uh, back out. We gotta here. get Tom. Yeah, he's, you know he's Tom's been busy some, taking care of yeah, his lady he's, friend. Lady and friend. Broken, he's got some, broken yeah, hips and if, legs. If and Tom's listening and we we'll go tell him we love him, we miss him, and Hell yeah. um, we'll bring him yes. out. He's, yeah, yeah. he's always welcome. To, it's the, any day that he's available. You we know, we'll get Tom out here. Uh,
1: even even if we're not recording, we'll come in and turn on microphones. It's just we'll, we'll go to
0: his place.
2: Come on,
1: yeah, we can do that. We got the mobile stuff. we'll go record at Tom's place. Absolutely,
2: I'm sure he'd appreciate because he doesn't. You know, it's I think you know he hasn't been down to Detroit. Like he hasn't been on here a long. time. It's challenging. This is a
1: challenging area. Yeah, It's a
2: little tricky. So he's you know so we're. We'll, we'll, yeah, Tom will be out here one of
1: these days. I need one of those Tom. auto, I need one of those self driving cars. You kind of do. We, was that this show or last show? That we're was last about? show, but we wear right. the solar flares. Okay. Just saying. All right, self driving cars, <laughs> solar flares. <laughs> Listen to the Man Cave Happy Hour, too. Cheers. All right, so uh, Podcast Detroit, Detroit Shipping Company, Downtown Detroit. It is Detroit City of Champions. Like, follow. DetroitCityChampions.com, right.
2: the website. We're going to be having all this up there. Too. And,
1: uh, yes, thank you for for being with us. And, uh, Charles, again, just I the, love doing ener- the, show, the energy you bring to the, the show, show. I appreciate it so much. I Here, love doing this and, show. And uh, we're going to do it again. Yeah, You're know,
2: out Your guys, knowledge is amazing.
1: Within a matter of minutes. No, I love, telling, I
2: love this stuff, it. man. Yeah, I love all right. this stuff. See, See you guys
1: you. next time. Keep your stick on the ice. I love it.
2: Keep <laughs> your stick on the ice, boys. <laughs>